What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode number two uh, of season two here in Ballpark Nuts. And we got all four hosts with you today. Uh, Chase here, as well as Bryce and Caleb and Marshall. We're all here today. And we're going to be chatting about, uh, well, I'll let you lead the way there, Luke, since you're the one that wanted to, uh, this is your kind of episode here. I'll let you uh, tell us tell us what we're doing. Alrighty. So today I will be naming uh i'll be giving you a off-season move so it could be trade signing whatever and it's gonna be a simple you guys give me your thoughts on it and grade it so like simple will school grades a plus f stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we'll just say we each do our own opinion on it and then whatever we just talk if we disagree just argue and stuff okay Sounds good. So we'll get right into answer. it so the first signing we're going to talk about is it's a signing and the texas rangers have signed signed jacob de grom five years five years 185 million dollars with an average salary of 37 million dollars jacob de grom is 34 years old what are your thoughts on that i mean you got it like he's He's one of the is one of the number one pitchers in the in the game right now. Coming off of his hurt season, like we mentioned in the season one, coming off a, a kind of injured marred season, but like he's 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 a stud, and he definitely shouldn't be like that's a great. I I think it's great for Texas, especially with Simeon and Seager then on their on their roster as well. Like I don't know. So but, on uh, on the scale, what would you give the trade or the signing? I I think. I think for Texas, like it's got to be somewhere in the A's. I'll give it an A. I, 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 I think I, it's a great signing for them. I like the player. I do not like the term. Five years for Degrom. He's going to be thirty-nine. He's had That's a couple injured, injured plague seasons. I personally, I like it for the first couple years, but after that, I feel like it's going to be that contract's going to be a liability. So I'm going to give the Texas Rangers uh, a B minus, maybe a B. If it was like, I'd say a two two to three year deal, I would give them an A. But just that extra couple years, it really hurts, I think, the grade of the deal. Yeah, I got got faith he's going to be like a Verlander. It's still he's 40-41. Yeah, I was going to give it, uh, I was going to give it a B plus personally. Um, I think the Rangers are trying to make a point, trying to show their fans that they're going to win some games. They got, you know, they got Garcia in the outfield, Seager, like he said, and, and Simeon there. And and now some pitchers up front, which I think have potential. So I guess we'll, we'll have to see. I think they win more games this year. I think they win they 10 got, more games this year. Who else they got in their rotation? Oh, for sure with him. Pitch. Who else they got in their rotation? Oh, they have Perez. Uh, Gray. Oh, yeah, Gray. Yes, they're kind of a, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of nobodies, but they got DeGrom yeah. at the front, so. So they have a decent top, like a, a good one-two. That's that's one win every uh, every every week at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can stay healthy, that's. Yeah, right. yeah, that is fair. I hope, I hope. I hope Bryce, do you have any opinions on it? Um. Yeah, I'm probably about the same. Like, I'm about an A minus. I think, like last season, when I was watching the Rangers, my biggest thing I kept saying was like, I don't know why they signed Semyon and Seager and then did nothing with their pitching staff. 
I think they had to make a move because I think their fans were thinking the same thing. So, yeah, I also don't really like the length of the contract, but I think they had to pull the trigger because, yeah, when you spend all that money on those two guys, you got to show your fans you're going for the win. And so I understand why they they paid him what they did. So I'll go with the name minus because I think it's a good move if he can stay healthy. But, yeah, only reason it's not an A-plus is because, yeah, that contract I don't think will age super well. Yeah. Well, I think that they only did five years. Yeah, they only did five years because DeGrom wanted five years, and they're not getting them if they try to get them on a three. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's just going to go somewhere else. They had to pull the trigger at five. So. Right. He wants he wants to be paid to 39 at least. For sure. Alrighty, So, contract number two. It's a signing. Okay. San Diego Padres signed 30-year-old Xander Bogarts to 11-year, $280 million contract. Around twenty five and a half million AAV, just above that. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, see, there's so many guys, and we we've talked about it before. Just like like when it happened, uh, us before we were recording this, like there's so many signings that happened that are taking guys to 39, 40 years old, and forty one years old even. Yeah, it's kind of crazy actually because there's so many, and I think it's just. That snowball effect where it's like, well, he got paid till thirty nine forty. I want to get paid till thirty nine forty. So there's so many of these contracts that are going so long, but I, like on paper, like it's uh, it sounds so great for San Diego, but they're they're kind of a crowded infield already as it is. But like right. <laughs> another great stud for San Diego as long as they can on paper play or play like they should be on paper, but so far. That definitely doesn't happen. Didn't happen the last two seasons, and they had a stud, absolutely yep. stud-filled lineups. So, I don't know. I yeah. think I think the same thing. Like, it's a great, it's a great name to have on your team. Do we want that long contract? And we have an already crowded infield. I guess without Abrams now, that you can like him going to right. Washington, you can fill that spot with Bogarts. But yeah, I think outfield. I think B plus A minus. I still like it. I think it's a, I think it's good for San Diego. Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I like I want to give it like a C plus, just because I think that if you were gonna go out and get a shortstop and move Tatis out to the outfield, I would have rather them gone and get someone like maybe like a Danzy Swanson for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because I think With that just yeah that. Good- Good quality still, too, with Swanson. There was a lot of good shortstops available this year, and I just think that that 11-year contract, and, like, I know it was probably the same thing with DeGrom, where it's, like, this is what the guy wants, and, like, that's kind of where the market was going. But I just don't think to pay a guy into his 40s that much money is going to go well. And I know sometimes when you're going for the win, you got to you gotta make some sacrifices, but I just think that there was other options, whether that was even leaving Tatis at short and going for a different outfielder or whatever, but... Yeah, I just don't think that's going to age well. And, and you hope yeah. that Xander can play. He's a great shortstop. Like, there's no doubt about that. But you could see in Boston, he was one of those guys who's like, he kind of just kind of gave up at the back half of last year when they were kind of sucking. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of hope that that's not a, sh- you know, doesn't show his attitude and that he's just kind of going to throw <laughs> in the towel when things get hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I was, a, like, I like Xander. Like, I, we just talked in our last episode about our draft and I drafted him as my shortstop. So I think he's a good shortstop. I just think that the contract is is a little much for me. So I'm going to give it about a C plus. Fair enough. Yeah, and, and and for me, I'm, I'm I was going to go with uh, with a B minus. Um, 
if it was if it was a seven year same an, annual uh maybe even a little bit more annual pay per year i mean that's phenomenal i think but yeah just that 11 year we all agree on it the contracts this year were crazy the money dished out was crazy and that's just what we're dealing yeah. with now i guess in the mlb big money game personally money game. i i am okay with them paying him for 11 years like bogarts is a top tier shortstop in the league like he's one of the best yeah. and he hasn't had any significant injuries, really. injuries like i'm looking at his injuries he's, he's been a pretty healthy guy He's missed a total in his career. He's missed a total of 29 games. And 10 of that Basically was because of COVID. Ripken. 10 of that was because of COVID. He's consistent 300 hitter. He has a little bit of pop in that bat. I do think 11 years is a bit much, but oh well. He's been relatively healthy. It's like you can expect him to pay 150 games a year. So I'm honestly... I'm giving it around a B plus, A minus around there. Yeah, I think that's. Like, I think I really like Bogarts as a player, and I think he's one of the best at short. And I think he's worth like I think the AAV like twenty five million. That's compared to other shortstops. That's pretty pretty good. Yep, and it's another big name for the Padres. I mean, the amount of big Sound names they have. That's crazy. Yeah, the amount of big names they have. I mean, that's going to catch you fans, young fans, right? So, yeah. I think you have to realize, too, in baseball now, it's like money talks. It's going to pay so, your jersey sales. Those are the guys you just got to pay. If you want the stars, you got to fork it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, Soto can just get his batting average back up. Yeah. Yeah, those, he can turn around. Those Soto contracts we were talking about two, three years ago or whatever, a couple of years ago, they don't seem so big anymore. Seems like that's just regular money. Honestly, cheap now. Alrighty, so we'll move on to the next move. And this is a trade. Hey, baby. Okay. Minnesota Twins acquire Pablo Lopez, Josh Sala, mm. Brian Trio. Mm-hmm. Miami acquires Luis Arise. Who wins this trade and why? Originally, when I saw it, I didn't see... I only saw originally. I only saw Lopez, and I didn't see Trio or Salas. Same for me. And I thought that, um, I thought that the that the Marlins stole that because Araya is coming off his batting title for Lopez, and Lopez is going to be a p- good a good pitcher. But I thought they stole it. But with those two prospects, like those are big. Those are big prospects. Yeah, they're over they're. To, Good, to the good top, uh, top tier prospects too. They really are. So, but like, I've seen a lot of people saying it's a good like win-win trade for both teams, and I can, I can definitely see that. Like, to have like Miami's lineups kind of looking a little scary even now with yep. like Jazz even potentially playing outfield, and he said he would go out there and win a Gold Glove in the position if they moved him to outfield, and but like, yeah, and then. The twins are looking good with those two prospects, as well as Lopez in the in the in the rotation. So I don't know. I think it's a pretty decent trade for both of them, but maybe even slightly. I and I thought maybe Marlins would have won it slightly, but I think maybe Twins maybe slightly just because those two prospects is a big prospects moving over to Minnesota. Yeah, I totally agree with Chase on that one. Yeah, I think. Uh... 
I think it was kind of a, like people are saying it's a win-win just because the Marlins had such a surplus of pitchers. Yeah, uh, exactly. They well, were able to trade Lopez and a couple guys, and they had a you know their lineup was definitely their weakness last year. So and they needed a batter. So yeah, so I think, I mean, honestly, I think if yeah, it's a tough one to pick a winner, mm-hmm. but I guess. I'd probably lean the Marlins just because I think that they traded out of a surplus and got something that's going to help them, you know, win more this than year they will the other way around, make their lineup more potent. Yeah. And I think the Twins, I think Lopez will be a great addition to the rotation. Like, that's not a question. But I think that, you know, that infielders are good infielders are, are tough to come across. And so I think losing Arias yeah. will probably hurt them a bit more than maybe we see right now. But, yeah, it's pretty tight either way, but I'd probably lean the Marlins winning. Kind of like just picking by, a, by a hair. <laughs> kind of like picking your MVP between uh, a team that's going to the playoffs and a team that's not, kind of thing. Yeah, it's right. like it's it's a tough tr- it's a tough call, but yeah, I think just because the Marlins were able to get they traded out of something that they had extra of and they got something that's going to help them, I think that long term, I think I'm going to say that they won the trade. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think also uh, Pablo Lopez. He really built his value this last year. I mean, he was in yeah, the Cy, he was in the Cy Young talk for for months, right? So built his value um, up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Marlins capitalized bite, on it. Uh, that could bite the Twins if he doesn't perform like he did last year. But uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So my thoughts on this trade is I like I play fantasy like like football with a bunch of guys from. Minnesota, and they are absolutely furious with this trade. <laughs> and I kind of see where they're coming from. Every year, the Twins are interested in this guy, interested in this guy, interested in this guy, interested in this guy. But this is what they get. They get Chris Paddock and Pablo Lopez. They're bringing in Pablo Lopez to be the ace, and I just don't see him being an ace. You yeah, gave up the AL batting champion for a guy who could barely fit into the Marlins rotation. Like, you your team got worse and twins like it just goes show with the Austin Martin situation where prospects go there and they just don't don't do anything <laughs> they don't know how to develop players so like their rotation is Joe Ryan's I like him he had a good year yeah. Pablo Lopez if he can, if he can return on that same yeah. Pablo Lopez whatever Chris Paddock's probably going to be hurt most of the season uh, yeah yeah and He's then lost. like Kenta Maeda is like washed as well. Yeah, don't forget Sunny Gray. And Sunny <laughs> Gray oh, yeah. is Sunny Gray. Yankees legend. Also, also dust. Yankees legend. <laughs> I just don't. I just just don't see this Twins team improving at all. Last year, like mm-hmm, this, improving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take a couple of years until Salas and Trio get there, kind of thing. And they probably won't even get there the way like they <laughs> look at traded away. Like they had uh what's his first overall pick? Oh, what's his name? Uh Royce Lewis. Look at him. He's was top prospect has done nothing. Yeah, and they just like he they brought him up. Did so and then they well, signed Korea. Yeah. And then he got hurt too. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Korea situation, oh boy. Yeah, what a fiasco. That's an episode that for itself. Alrighty. I personally I think the Marlins won it by a landslide. Yeah, because... that's what I thought originally too, until I saw the prospects. But yeah, future. I don't really, I don't right really now. count the prospects because Twins can't develop prospects. 
that's, a, like and that's a fair point. If you can't, if you get good prospects, but have no idea how to manage. Remember, them, like, remember when the Blue Jays traded Martin? He was a top, was a top ten prospect. Yeah. Now what is he? Is he hasn't he fallen off the top? Of- yeah, nobody oh, yeah. talks about him. But he fell off the cliff. Yeah. Didn't they also the Jays also trade them like that one pitcher, Simeon? Simeon Woods Richardson. He's like, yeah, he's at my Jays. All of players like. Oh, we'll treat well. Socks, but the teams that are always I, good are the teams that know how to develop their prospects. True. Yep. I always view free agency as a plan B because you failed on plan A, and that's developing players. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, you're the Mets, you have an endless system. supply of money. Right. <laughs> yeah. New Apparently. York. Alrighty, this one's gonna be. Uh, well, let me get it up here. Oh my gosh! Hold up, New York Yankees. Uh oh, I knew it was coming. Aaron Judge, F. sign Aaron Judge. F. <laughs> I do not have. Oh, here we go. F- New York minus. Yankees sign Aaron Judge, nine years, three hundred sixty million dollars, forty AAV. This brings him to the age of thirty-nine. Thoughts? I already have thoughts. I have. I just wish they would have signed him at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> like. We knew that we wanted him. We knew that he wanted to stay. We didn't know he was going to hit 62 home runs, but we knew if he stayed healthy, he was hitting home runs and he was hitting for average. And he walks a lot. He gets on base a lot. Um, so I just don't know why they didn't think he was worth what he was asking then, because now we're just paying so much more to keep him. Um, that nine-year contract, or yeah, that nine-year contract goes again hefty. It's hefty, like. Will he be a guy that can last that long? Like, four years, yeah, that's good. But after four years, like, I think he'll be more of a veteran presence in the in the bull, in the, in the the dugout, and we're still paying yeah. him 40 mil a year. More Kind of like a Stanton, so, kind of like a Stanton yeah, situation. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to end that deal, end up being like Albert Pujols to the Angels. Where don't it's get just... me wrong, I really like seeing Judge back. I'm really happy he's the captain. I really like him a lot, but yeah. Just from a financial and future outlook, I just – or I guess long-term future. Like five years from now, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it five years from now. But nine years from now, right? probably not. Five to nine years from now, probably not. And who knows so where we'll see the league in that time. But Yeah. Aaron Judge, so, on top of the money we'll give you, we'll also make you captain because captains are the most important thing in baseball. <laughs> Yep. No, I think it's I think it's good for the franchise. I think he's a franchise I think it's guy. Great for the franchise, yeah. Great for he's the, the fans, biggest fans name. Love him. One of the biggest names in baseball. I mean, yeah, you have to sign a, him. Just seems like a really good guy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Yankees management and owners screwed up by not giving him the money earlier. Did they ever? Sure. Just well, the they whole season, I thought the same thing. Just the whole season. Thing is, another thing with judges, I think he was. The thing I'm worried about is, I think he was playing for the contract now that he has it how is he going to play because i don't think he's going to hit 60 home runs every year but no. if he can get consistent 30 to 40 home i was going to say if he's just 30 to 40 100 rbis yeah. and whatever I'd even even for six years out of the nine you're you're in good shape yeah, yeah i agree great shape i'd be so if he hit 30 to 40 home runs a year for even five years straight from now um I'd, yeah, Especially if the Yankees can uh, pick up a, a good left fielder and third baseman. 
The thing is, I don't I like just... what they have around, like the Yankees have around Judge. No, me neither. They have too many low average hitters. You know, I think they should have capitalized on Glaber's high value coming out of the season. Value, yeah. and I think they should have. Because now their infield's going to get crowded because Volpe's coming up. Yep. And Cabrera can play left field. Cabrera can play anywhere. You can play any. Or yeah, I should have said you can play anywhere. Besides and, catcher and pitcher, that's about it. Yeah. So. I think you really needed to go out and get another star to put beside Judge. Yeah, that would have been. But nice. again, your management is stuck with like Stanton's contract. Yeah. And stuff like that, like. I think Cole's contract is getting closer and closer to being a liability. The much, how much they're paying him, they just have Fair. too many, too many bad contracts on the books. Yeah, well, I think nice the, to uh, in the field. I definitely think that the Yankees should go and get Brian Reynolds. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to hit for average. I know last year he didn't really hit for average, but in his career, he's shown he can do it. And getting to yeah. play in Yankee Stadium, and I think playing for a competitive team, he'll he would bounce back, and I think he would be a great guy to kind of hit in that two hole, two three hole, kind of in, in front of Judge. The mm-hmm. Guy's gonna get on base, and because yeah, I think that yeah, they have too many power bats there, and then yeah, some I guys who are gonna get on base. Some average bats. You kind of hope that that's what Volpe's gonna do for you. Yeah, yeah we got but, DJ back too this year too. DJ so can remember that, maybe. and DJ yeah, if he can stay healthy too. So, but he's getting old too. What is he? Thirty three now, probably. Probably. Yeah, He's and, the one, and the other thing about um, uh, Brian Reynolds is even though he's not the best defensive player in the league, like you're not going to get much worse than Aaron Hicks. So, I mean, improving. Hey, he's a, he's apparently the guy though. He's he's breaking he's out this, this season. All right, he's hitting 300 this year, boys. Your <laughs> first. Rick Gardner's coming back. <laughs> okay, so I'll do probably one or two more. Sure. Okay, so we'll... Chicago Cubs sign Ooh. Cody Bellinger to a one-year $17.5 million contract. Um, I think this is an F. Ooh. Not happy with the pay. Well, I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> I could care less of what the Cubs do, but I think if I was a Cubs fan, I wouldn't be happy with the pay. I'd be happy with getting him, I think, because obviously he's shown that he can, not in the past three years, but before that he could have. But like 17 mil on a guy that's been barely cracking 200 for the past two or three seasons. Yeah. I'd give him 12 million max. Yeah. Not even, I don't even think he's worth that. Eight no. to 10. This is, his last, this is his last couple seasons. Last year, about a 210 with 19 home runs. The year before that, batted 165 with 10 home yeah. runs. And he would have been. He has been since 2019. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like three, what was that? Three, four years that he's been actually. When I heard <laughs> the Jays are in on him, I was like, okay, this is kept the guy the Blue Jays like. Maybe they can. Well, Blue Jay fans, they live in the past. Like they assume every signing is going to be <laughs> guys or every trade and signing. Oh, this guy's going to turn out to be Josh Donaldson. I was like, okay, if we can get Bellinger at like, I was thinking max paying for him was like ten million, maybe. Like even that, I think was an overpay. But seventeen and a half million dollars—that's 
He's the sixth highest paid center fielder in the MLB this year. And he's definitely not the sixth best center fielder. Yeah. I'd pay Harrison Bader more. Oh, 100%. I think this is one of those signings where it's going to be either an F minus, 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 or it's going to be like an A because he's going to all of a sudden figure out how to play baseball again. Was but I still the think exact the money same thing. is too much. I still think it's too much money for him. See, I wanted it's to... one of those signings where it's like either they're going to look like geniuses or they're just going to be like another classic, like what what the hell are you thinking? Right. <laughs> probably hoping wanted... he becomes like decent and then probably trade him at the deadline. Yeah. Use I mean, the Cubs lineup is looking pretty, pretty not too bad, but yeah, I just I still think even if you plug him in at like seven, eight, nine spot, even if you know, I just don't think it's worth seventeen mil. <laughs> no. Well, Nico Horner is just so underrated. Yeah, yeah I was, yeah. Like I was so happy I could plus. pick him up on fantasy. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah, he was. He flies under the radar heavy. He really yeah. does. Well, little injuries here and there, but, like, he's never, like, out, out. But he did have a little bit of injuries last year. But he just, like, yeah, he just hits for 300 all the yeah. time. For sure. So, yeah, I, I, I wanted to give it an F, but I think just what Ryzen said, the potential for him to actually just break out, I think I'd have to give C- minus or a C. Right in the middle, probably just because it's unpredictable. Just because it's unpredictable. Yeah, it's literally right. yeah, a coin flip. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll call this one like a kind of combine the both of them into one. It's involving the Blue Jays. We're just going to call it the Blue Jays' moves. (laughs) So Blue Jays acquired Dalton Varsho, Eric Swanson, and Adam Mako. And they trade away Teoscar Hernandez, Gabriel Moreno, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. We'll start with yeah. Bryson. What are your thoughts as a Diamondback fan? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, honestly, like when the trade, like when it first first got announced, I was like, "Holy smokes, we just absolutely fleeced the Jays!" But <laughs> the more I looked into, and the more like, I actually thought about it, and just kind of took away name value, and just kind of like thought about it realistically, I think it makes sense for both sides. Um, I think in order to get. Like, Varsho is another guy who's really underrated, like, because, again, he plays in Arizona, and so you don't get the hype that other teams get. And so I think the Jays are going to be – Jays fans are going to be pleasantly surprised at what they get in him if he plays the same way he did here. And I think that, for us, we desperately needed a a catcher. We have Carson Kelly and then literally nobody. So – and Varsho really wasn't playing catcher for us. He's playing more He's playing outfield, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's planning on playing outfield for the Jays. So, and yeah, he's not going to play catcher for the Jays, obviously. Like, he's not going to be there. Jays are loaded at catcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think in the sense of that trade, I think think Jays fans definitely overreacted a bit. But there always is going to be overreaction when you trade away one of your top prospects, right? So, I think it's a win for both teams. Yeah, I think, like, I'm happy with what we got for Varsha, like getting Moreno and then adding Gurriel, I think. Like that's about as good as it's gonna get for a player like Varsha. So I'm happy with what like our management did, but I also understand the Jays' view of things as well and needing that that outfielder. And he is a great defender, and he's great in the field. And so I think that's good. And then yeah, I think Swanson was another underrated reliever. Like I think he was kind of in a mix with the with the Mariners last year with like uh, Dan Munoz and Seawald and all those guys. And so I think he kind of flew under the radar. But mm-hmm. I think. 
the Jays needed a bullpen boost very badly. Like their bullpen was atrocious. So I think that's another trade that they had to pull the trigger on because yeah, again, like T Oscar was just one of those guys where it's like, he's just, he'd been there long enough and it just, he wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't working out. Like it was just one of those things where they needed some fresh, some fresh faces out there and to try to spark, spark the team because they've been so close and just can't, can't get over the hump. And so I think their moves that the Jays had to make, they had to switch things up and, I think they got good return for what they gave up, in my opinion. Anyways, I don't know. Jays fans might not agree with me, but we'll hear from a Jays fan right now. <laughs> so my <laughs> the Teoscar trade confused me at the start. I was like, you just gave up a top, like, I wouldn't say top tier, but really good hitter, power hitter for a bullpen arm. And then this was this was my original thought when the Guriel trade. Like when we got Bar Show, was I think ownership and management were sick and fucking tired of the goofiness in the dugout. <laughs> I think that's what it came down to because Guriel and Teoscar, they're all goofing around in there. Yeah. So I think they wanted, like, they, they hired Don Manningly as a bench coach. He's a serious guy. So they're like, okay, like hey, I don't like this. I don't like this crap going on in the dugout. That's fooling around. Let's get serious and win a World Series. So you bring in Barsho, who I've I've looked at. He's like seems like he's wants to win. And I like him. He's a great bull or a great dugout guy. You improve your guy. Still think they need to make one more move. And then well, thing with Varsho is I like that package that you gave up. I think you could have went out and gotten a better player but i'm not like too bad about it because varsho is what they needed left-handed power bat with speed can play the field can catch so like i i would all personally i would moreno didn't have a spot on the team so i like i didn't really care yeah so i give both moves i give the jays about a b but i was I was giving them an F at the start, so <laughs> they improved. But I still think they need to make that one move, like go out and get another bullpen arm. Yep. Like they were I interested in so Hendricks, too. but the Hendricks is probably not uh, going to so play tough. this year. Yeah. So tough. Could have went hear. out and got uh, a roll to Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> He's cheap. Very cheap. I'm surprised I didn't go and get someone like a Kenley Jansen. Mm. Yeah. Just a one-year contract. Yeah, you yeah, like Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll just carry the bullpen. <laughs> like, you know, the Blue Jays, they need that one more arm because it's like, I think, oh, I don't and know. They just get past the, like, they have a good rotation. They just get past the starters and it's just downhill. I think, bullpen. like, Romano's good. Hold up a lead. I think Swanson, yeah. another hot take, I think Swanson takes over Romano's spot. I just have a feeling Romano's going to have a down year. I don't know why. The nose piercing. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably it. Probably it. He also did tail off a bit towards the end of the year there. He, started he had a great start to the season. Oh, he always good. got into trouble, but he always got out of it. But yeah. sometimes yeah. Not, that sometimes doesn't work all the time. Well, that's not, that's not what you want from your closer. You don't want him to count the time. It works every time. <laughs> and, uh... I think Blue Jay season comes down to Barrios needs to bounce back. If Barrios can be a stud, 
I, that's a scary, scary rotation with Manoa. And yeah, Gosman. yeah. Plus you have Tiedermann. Tiedermann, like they're saying, they wouldn't be surprised if he. Well, is Tiedermann a, a bullpen guy or is he a starter? He's a starter. Okay. He's a starter. Then another guy is, where the hell's Nate Pearson at? That guy. He's, this where is his year. He? Disappeared. Like, he. <laughs> Disappeared. This is, what I, this is what I hate about the Blue Jays bullpen all the time. They always, like, they always have, like, they sign these, like, guys who throw, like, 92, 93, whatever, good curveball. I want the guys who come in and throw 102 miles an hour. And then puke on the mound. <laughs> like, the <laughs> Orioles, like, the <laughs> Orioles bullpen, I think every guy in that bullpen throws at least 97. That's a good bullpen. Snake, That's Snake an underrated bullpen. got a cheap value. Guy throws 102-ish. Like, if Nate Pearson could come and, like, be a stud. Don't like, need a fastball. Like, I need to look at what's the Blue Jays bullpen. I'm going to rate everyone in that bullpen on my <laughs> honest opinions. I think Kopech has a bounce back season. I agree. I think the White Sox as a whole have a bounce back season. Oh, true. They got a good lineup. Think so. You would have to think so. Okay. Romano, good. Meza, trash. Bass, all right. Garcia, all right. I really mm, – Simber. Yeah. Eh. Simber's Tra- up and down. Trash. Yeah. That's it? No. Nah, fair enough. Pearson, yeah. if you find Kikuchi. him. Kikuchi. Kikuchi. <laughs> oh, Kikuchi's a starter. Goaded. Oh, I forgot. I Bassett signed. That's who the Jays signed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about Bassett. What was it? Three year? Good, three year, right? It's a good piece right there. What are you getting fourth fourth guy in the rotation? They need to go out and get a a fifth guy because I don't think you could say Kikuchi or Mitch White out there. No. I wanted That's the Jason Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto still available? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Guy oh, puts well. up decent numbers every year. Oh, he been... signed with the Marlins. It looks like. Why do Marlins just keep signing pitchers? <laughs> I think Blue Jays might make, go out and make another move and they'll have a complete five. That's what I honestly think. Well, I think they want to lead. Like, they don't want to bring anyone in long-term because yeah. I think – like, they're saying, like, Teeterman could possibly pitch next sometime next I was going to say, season. when do they think Teeterman's going to play? But, yeah, next season maybe. And he's 21 years old. Well, and he's a Manoa. lefty. Manoa's like – 23, I think. 24. Okay. Tiedemann was unreal last year. 25. I think he's it's like going to... top five pitching prospect right now. Oh, he's so nasty. Orioles are looking nasty three years from now. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson. Orioles needed to go out and make a big splash in free agency, in my opinion. So, or- Orioles need to? Yeah, they should have. Hmm. They got that young talent, though. They're going to wait a couple of years, then they're going to hit big money. That's what they should do. Okay, we'll do one more, and then we'll call it a day. All right. Okay, I my laptop's slow, so we're going to do the Carlos Rodon signing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick thoughts, then we'll call her. In. I'm happy with it. What did they pay again for him? Okay, here I got it. Here we go. 
six-year deal, mm-hmm. one hundred sixty-two million, mm-hmm. twenty-seven AAV, thirty See, years old. He's thirty. Yeah, I am happy with that, especially with the six years putting him at thirty-six when the contract finishes. Maybe a slight touch happier if it was a five-year, but I think that's not an outrageous length of contract, and we could have maybe saved a couple bucks, but I think that's not bad. Uh, and I, I really like I really like Rodon. He's been solid for past while. He's been kind of a reliable guy to come to, so I feel very comfortable slotting him at two in the rotation for the Yankees this season and the next few seasons behind Cole. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with it. I'd go B plus, A minus. I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. I'm also uh, very happy with it. I think um, if the Yankees pitching staff can pitch like they did last year, I think I think uh, the league's in for a lot of trouble, you know. And if they can somehow improve, if they can yeah, improve they got a, offensively, they got a, a nasty one, two, three, four, even five, if you want even to five. that team. Yeah, like, I wouldn't bank on Nestor having the same year he did last year. No, See, that's still, a, I I really want him to have another good season, but I'm so scared that he won't. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're we're under sixty under sixty days to go till opening day, so you know, you know, we're not even two months away. So another can't wait. Uh, can't wait. Another Rodon, another pitcher for the Blue Jays to absolutely make them their daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest team in the league to face. Cole would Cole man. <laughs> Alrighty, so is you want to close your out, Chase? Yeah, another good epi in the books. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed our second episode, and stay tuned for this weekend's new podcast, uh, episode three. It'll be a good one. All right, this uh, this the uh, all of us at uh, Ballpark Nights. See you guys later.